I don't like the feeling of women having to deal with this male dominance thing. Right. And they feel like they have to do certain things to make it. Mm -hmm. But if I can stop a few of them or a handful of them Mm -hmm. and just show them like, hey, you could be a good apple. You don't have to do what these other girls are doing to make it to the top. Because it's like, like my mentor, Ryan Cameron would say, Mm -hmm. grand rising, grand falling. Mm -hmm. Like you, you rise to the top because you, you know, sped track your, your, your journey by doing things that, you know, you had to like, lower your morals mm-hmm. and, you know, like go against your values and, right. and your principles. And then boom, grand fall. Like you just, it's over with because yeah. when you do it the wrong way, you rush it or you just not, if you're not moving in alignment, if you're not moving yeah. where God wants you to move, then it's not going to last. So that's the secret that. to longevity. Say she calling me, can't come to work. Oh, that's ghetto. It's the fifth, deadline was the first. Oh, that's ghetto. Payroll do again, pockets hurt. Oh, that's ghetto. Good idea, now we buy Welcome back to another episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast, where we talk about all things giving ghetto, because let me tell you something, being a CEO is very ghetto, and they never talk about it. They never talk about the heartbreak and the behind the scenes and the tears you cry at night, okay? <laughs> but they will show you the Lambos. They will show you the, the bank statements and all the things. What about the hardships that we go through? And that's what I get to do on this podcast. I love bringing CEOs on this podcast that's going to give us the raw and unfiltered truth about what really goes on to help you continue your journey. So listen, if you're loving this podcast, if you've been loving this series, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe because we need that, okay? We need to know we're doing a good job. And I also want to shout out to my girl Jennifer from God Ain't Petty, but I am. Y'all go shop her t-shirts because listen, we need a little petty in our life, all right? But this next guest I have is... I would say like a, the ATL princess, okay? If you, you've been anywhere with media, any oh. grand opening, anything like that, you have seen her face. So, my Asia, welcome to the podcast. First of all, amazing intro, Mari. I'm already, this is cute. This is a vibe. Yes. I'm happy that I'm, I, I feel like I'm a little too dressed up, but, <laughs> but we go, we going to keep it cute. Period. No, congratulations. I just want to give you your flowers oh, before we even you. get started because this is not easy. Having yes. to do, like, consistency is the hardest thing when it comes 100%. to business, passion, talent, anything. You yes. have to be consistent. So yes. I see that you're doing that. Congratulations. No, thank you. Now, listen, <laughs> you are the queen of consistency. Okay, it's so funny because we was talking before this started, mm. and I was like, "Girl, I follow you, and I've been following you for years." Like, as soon wow, as I, I touched I down to Atlanta, that. I seen your face everywhere. You wow. know what I'm saying? So, tell yeah. us who you are and how you got <laughs> to this face. Well, for those who don't know, um, my name is Maya Simone. I am a radio personality currently at Hot 107.9. I'm also an entrepreneur. I have my own full service production company. I have three videographers, three photographers, two social media people. I also have my own uh, shoe store, online shoe store, which is now currently inside of, uh, it has some placement in an actual boutique. Yes. And, a, and um, that is called House of Hills Atlanta. Yes. And what else do I do? I'm always in something. I'm always hosting an event. I'm always <laughs> on a mic. Anything with a mic, that's yes. me. Yes. So I, I'm a lot of things. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So how did you get into this, right? Like I always tell, like I said, I I think you're like the ATL's voice, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're at an event, you're hosting something. Mm-hmm. Like, But how did this even start? Honestly, for me, 
So I was always an athlete. I know I come in looking real girly, real princess. <laughs> like I like that you call me ATL princess though. I'm actually gonna take that and run with it, just yes. like the McDonald's dude with your name. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. But I'm gonna. Um, I mean, I got started because I literally. It was just one day. Um, I was playing sports and my knees were hurting. I tore my ACL my senior mm, year of high school, mm. and. I wanted to play college basketball. So I went on ahead and played two years, uh-huh. but I still, my knees were still not fully healed. And so okay. I was just, I got to figure out something else to do. And I know that I'm like, I was always the friend where you like tell all your business to, yeah. or, you know, like I was, I was a sponge. I'm the one that you could trust. Don't tell nobody. I'm that friend that ain't going to tell nobody, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, I'm not it. the one that spills your secrets. Right. And so I'm like, well, I don't want to be a counselor. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a therapist. Right. So what I want to do is I want to be able to, mix my what I'm passionate about mm-hmm. and then mix it with some, like a little bit of like what I what my natural God-given talents are mm-hmm. and so I was just like you know after basketball didn't work out I was just like you know what I want to transfer I was at um I went to five different colleges before graduating oh wow I actually graduated from Georgia State okay. but prior to that I ended up um going to Georgia State changing my major to journalism okay graduated with a degree in journalism but by the time I had graduated, I was already working at radio stations, like interning and mm. getting on the scene. I was already doing that. So I yeah. don't really feel like my degree helped me. Yeah. But my father, he's not here anymore. He passed away um, from colon cancer. Mm-hmm. He told me he wanted me to finish school. So that's the only reason why mm. I did it. Other than that, I would have been like, I don't need this. I'm right. already in the building. Like right. I'm in positions where people are dying. You know, people who have these degrees can't mm-hmm. even get into. But I just finished it for him. I love that. So <laughs> you were already interning in the media, mm-hmm, right? So mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about like, why did you decide to go towards media? And then how did you, cause everybody that get in media don't have longevity. Yeah, I know. Woo. This is year nine for me. Okay. So, um, consistency <laughs> in the year nine and in, in year nine, I think like what made me actually decide, okay, I'm going to take the media route is once I got that journalism degree and I was interning I think it was just a matter of, uh, oh, I wanted to be a sports anchor. That's what it was. Mm. I wanted to be, because I used to play basketball. Yeah, sports, so I was like, you know, usually when you see people in NBA and they retire, they go straight to, to commentate yeah, or yeah. anchor. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I was just like, I want to just start off doing that. Yeah. You know, so um, sports never happened. Sports yeah. never happened. But entertainment just started falling in my lap, like mm. literally over and over again. No matter what I did, somebody's like, here, pull up here, um, talk to this rapper. Write about this rapper. Interview this rapper. Come yeah. come sit in this studio with this rapper. It was always like entertainment came to me. Mm. And I could I just could not land sports any anytime, anywhere. And yeah. so I just took entertainment. I said, you know what? Okay, I hear you guys. Right, like, right. Maybe this is where I'm supposed to be, even yeah. though, you know, sports is my passion. I'm just going to take this and run with it. Right. I love this. So what what is the next? Like when you think about the big vision for my Asia, like what does that look like? The big vision. <laughs> it's so funny because I can really see myself having a talk show like Ooh, Wendy Williams, Ellen, yes. Steve Harvey, Nick Cannon, yes. Kiki Palmer, yes. um, everybody who has ever had a talk show. Yeah. I could see myself giving away a car every yes. episode. You get a car. You, you get, get a car. car. <laughs> yes. Yes. I could see that. And then on top of that, I want to be like a mentor to young ladies mm-hmm. who, you know, are trying to come up in a game and. I don't, I don't like the feeling of women having to deal with this male dominance thing right? and they feel like they have to do certain things to make it. Mm -hmm. But if I can stop a few of them or a handful of them Mm -hmm. and just show them like, Hey, you could be a good apple. You don't have to do what these other girls are doing to make it to the top because 
it's like like my mentor Ryan Cameron would say, mm-hmm. grand rising, grand falling. Mm-hmm. Like you you rise to the top because you you know sped track your 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 journey by doing things that you know you had to like lower your morals mm-hmm. and you know like go against your values and, right. and your principles. And then boom, grand fall. Like you just it's over with because yeah. when you do it the wrong way, you rush it or you just not if you're not moving in alignment, if you're not moving yeah. where God wants you to move, then it's not going to last. So that's the secret that. to longevity. I love that. And I, I love that you even talked about your faith in this walk, right? Mm-hmm. Because I tell people, baby, that's the cheat code. You, yeah. okay? you want to figure it out. Yeah. But I, t- I love that because I think a lot of times getting into the media industry, you feel like you have to kind of like bend your back a little bit. You can't be a strong woman. You can't, you got to show up a certain way. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, let men walk over you or mm-hmm. do whatever they need to do, you know, for you to be able to grow. So how did you keep your faith and still walk in this journey. Hold your integrity. I went through that. Yeah. I went through the men walking over you, mm-hmm. telling you you're not good enough. Yes. And, and using their their ball power to, mm-hmm. you know, like, I went yeah. through that. And it's not the best feeling. But yeah. eventually you get tired of it. And you learn to get stronger. And you start speaking up for yourself. And yeah. then you start not only speaking up for yourself, you start moving in silence. You mm. start separating yourself. And mentally. Yeah. Just like a relationship. Yeah. If you would, if you would have ate shit, nigga, yeah. you gonna you gonna mentally leave before you physically leave. You mm-hmm. might be there every day. You know that he's not good for yeah. you, but at the end of the day, you're gonna walk away. And yeah. so I think, like you know, that's how it was with me dealing with those men. Like I was, I did go through it. Mm-hmm. How did I, you know, keep the faith? How did I move past it? Um, I had to pull myself out of the fire. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but it takes a certain type of of awakening to. Yes. Separate yourself. Yes. A lot of praying, a lot of crying, a right. lot of um, not being happy. But you're learning in that process, too, because you're also seeing how they abuse their power. Yes. And so it's like you get to peak how they move, and then you know how you need to move from Right. There. What was that moment? What was that awakening moment to say, okay, Maisha, you got to. It was literally me looking at my bank account. Mm. Me looking at my bank account was like, okay. This is this is only year eight. This yeah. was this was just last year. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> My awakening was last year. Yeah. So, it, like literally December. So I looked at my bank account and I was just like, I'm not. Is it worth going through all this? Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm not being, I'm not able to take care of my stuff. Like mm-hmm. this is eight years of me being in this industry. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to hit year nine. Yeah. What am I really doing? Yeah. To be letting somebody else control my destiny and tell me what I can't do. Come on now. Allowing somebody else to press my buttons for me when yeah. I should just be knocking on the doors and 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 walking straight through them. Mm-hmm. You know, like Kicking it was, them down. I think when you, it's all mental. Yeah. If you allow somebody to like think about a child who's been bullied at school. Mm-hmm. That child is only being bullied because that bully thinks that they can bully that person. Mm-hmm. Until that person stands up mentally yes. and physically for themselves, yes. then that bully will leave you alone. Yes. So that's what I felt like. Like, I think I was at one point letting the industry bully me. Yeah. And my bank account was reflecting it. Yeah. It was just like, man, like, I'm not able to pay these bills. I'm not able to move a certain way. Mm-hmm. I'm taking, I'm taking, you know, pay cuts. And sometimes, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, sometimes you do have to take a pay yep, cut absolutely. to make a sacrifice to leap forward. Yep. But... It was happening across the board. Yeah. It was every single aspect of my life. Yeah. And so I was just like, you know what? I'm not out here. I'm not a clout chaser. I'm not doing this for clout. Right, right. I have a whole journalism degree. I'm not out here one of them girls that's got millions of followers but sleeping on an air mattress. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm like, I need to 
make it align and make it make sense. Yes. So I started to understand my worth. Yeah. It started to create my opportunities outside of those situations. Right. And then that's where, that's how that awakening happened. You know, I love that so much because I remember, so my first um, half of my career, I've been doing this for 10 years. So my mm-hmm. first seven years, I actually had an agency. And so mm-hmm. when I moved here to Atlanta, I started working with the celebrities, influencers, all the things. And I'm like, Nah, I need to be, you know, like, at first you sacrifice. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, let me get my foot in the door. But eventually it's like, listen, I, I'm going to mansions and all of this stuff, and then I go home to eviction notices. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, some ain't adding up, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times when girls, especially, like, women, we get into this entertainment industry, we feel like we can't speak up. Yeah. Like, pay me my worth. Like, I mm-hmm. remember the first time. I was scared to ask for fifteen hundred for a hosting job because mm. I'm like, I'm only here for two hours. Yeah. What do I look like yeah. asking for fifteen hundred for two hours? Yeah, I said, let me try it. Yeah, I tried it and they were like, okay. And I was yeah. like, in my head, I ain't like <laughs> let them know that I was like, yeah. But what it was was they saw my worth and they saw my value and they felt like, hey, mm-hmm. to book you, you're worth that. So like, it felt regular to them. Right. They didn't feel as if I was asking for too much. They paid right. the price and that was it. And that's when I knew if one person could pay me my worth mm-hmm. for a couple of hours, yep. then I already know I'm doing something. Now, people don't lie now. If you ain't worth the $1,500, don't ask that's for that the money. $1,500, right. <laughs> don't ask for the money because it's a lot of people out here yes. who are not qualified. No, not at all. Not yeah, at all. And, and, and the price got to match the, the talent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Because a lot of times people are, they get they put the car before the horse. Yeah. They yeah. walk, they uh, fresh out of college. Mm-hmm. Talking about something, yeah, I need an $80,000. Impossible. Job. But you know what? I ain't going to lie. When you're coming out of college, you're th- you're trained mm-hmm. to graduate. Now you know it all. Mm-hmm. You're trained. You're trained to have that mindset. So yeah. I don't even blame college kids who yeah. come out thinking. And even I think I thought like that yeah. at one point. Like until okay, I got humble. Yeah, until, <laughs> until I got humble. But yeah. not only that, you know, I was 22, and I'm looking back at if I was 22 with eighty thousand dollars a year. I don't think I would be where I am now no. because my hunger wouldn't have been there. My Ooh, hunger would have went away. I would have been blowing money. Yeah. I would have been, um, you know, like just not as responsible yeah. or not as driven. Yeah. But to know that, hey, you got to pay this rent next yes, month. Yes. You got to pay this car note. Yes. Your mama said, my mom was telling me, hey, I'm the oldest of four. What about the other three kids? You go, yes. you, you out of, like, yes. you need to grow up, right, you know, right. and, and, and not to say that my mom will help me because yes. my mom has my back. She, yes. But she was trying to get me to understand that you have to grow up. And mm-hmm. so if I didn't, if I would have had 80,000, that wouldn't have been, that wouldn't have been realistic for me no, at and 22. I, and you know what, what you said that makes so much sense to me is that you had, that drove you to be hungry. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that skill set never leaves. Right. Like I remember being 17 working. I remember Mm -hmm. I literally got my first job at 14 years old and I just used to love to work because I used to love have my own money. Mm Y'all can't tell me what I can't spend my money on Mm because it's my money. Right. And so when even when I start, I came to this new city because I'm not from Atlanta. I'm from Memphis. Right. Oh, you're from Memphis. Yeah. Okay, I can hear. Now it makes sense. I hear it a little bit. I can hear it now. So I'm from Memphis. I come to Atlanta and I'm like, all right. They said it's all these people out here. Let me see what's going on. And I just was DMing everybody. Like, if I thought you was in Atlanta, you got a DM for me. And I just felt like I had a different type of hustle Mm -hmm. versus coming here and getting it given to me. Right. And that hustle still is happening today. Mm -hmm. So talk about, like, what you are doing now to up-level what my Asia wants. Right now, to up-level, basically, I've upgraded my life by... Hmm. 
I've upgraded my life by basically it one staying consistent, mm-hmm. but two, I think that I know where my end goal is. I know where I'm going. Mm-hmm. If you know where you're going, yeah. then you can put it down. It's kind of like I'm a writer. Yeah. Like I write things down. Um, I think if you write it down on paper, it comes into fruition. Like yeah. it just becomes yeah. reality. And I have, I remember I have made a vision board for the last, I want to say out of the nine years of my career, I made a vision board, maybe five years, the last five years. I went back and looked at those vision boards. Cause I'll take a picture of mm-hmm. it. I've crossed all those things off oh, each I vision board. So it. now I'm on the, so I'm like, okay, keep doing it. Yeah. But I didn't realize that until I was, I was getting ready to move and I saw my old vision board. It was a poster board. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, I did all this already. So then I was like, hold on. Did I do the other stuff from the other years? And yeah, then that's yeah, when I started realizing, okay, let me throw these away. Because yeah. I have completed this. Now it's um, time to, and what was the last thing you asked me? Because <laughs> I, I be getting lost in yeah, my yeah, thoughts. No, no, yeah. level, you said, how did I upgrade? Okay, yeah. yeah. So how did I up my life? So um, knowing where I'm going, mm-hmm. writing things down, yep. and then sticking to them. Yeah. In the morning, if you, the only thing I'm not good at is working out and getting mm-hmm. up. That's the only thing that just gets me. Like I do not want to get up and go run. Like no, I, I play sports my whole. Yeah, that's the only discipline yeah. that ain't for me. But yeah. I like I play sports my whole life, so it's like I'm tired. My body just does not want to do it yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, but just staying disciplined and understanding, like you know, whatever you say you're gonna do, what you say you're gonna do. If you're going to, you know, set a goal to make a thousand dollars, clear it. Yeah. You know, clear it so that you can head on to the next goal. And that's what I do. I take it one one by one. So that's how. Have you been completely isolating yourself in business? Like you don't have people that you could do this business with. Well, you need coworkers. And that is why we created the Entrepreneurs Coworkers Community. This allows you to be able to develop relationships with other people in your community. So in the Entrepreneurship Coworkers Community, we have a complete Slack channel where you get to talk to other CEOs just like you. We give you a quiz to find out who you are and what type of CEO you are. And in this quiz, you get to meet other CEOs that may be more creative or traditional or hybrid. We have these CEOs there for you. But even taking it up a notch, we have local chapters in your city, from Atlanta to Dallas to New York to Houston to Chicago, chapters in your city where we're actually linking up every single month to work together, linking up to go to brunch together, having fun together, doing community service outreach. Like this is a section of our life where we can really co-work and mingle with other people. It's time for you to get some co-workers, sis. And this community is completely free. Just because you're watching this podcast, all you have to do is stop, pause the podcast, click the link below, take the assessment, get in the community, and I'll see you there. Bye, co-worker. Back to the episode. And able to climb that ladder. I love that. And mm-hmm. I, I see the vision, right? Mm-hmm. Like you and your talk show. Y'all gonna be key kin with some yeah, wine yeah. and all the things, right? <laughs> so, and like I said, you, when I got to Lena, I seen you at these different events and like you are the ATL's princess. We gonna oh, claim that, okay? I, I, I need a shirt that says ATL, ATL princess. Okay, <laughs> listen, but do you feel like because you've in like engrossed yourself in Atlanta, that is going to be a little bit harder to step outside. Or do you think that'll help? Well, what I, what I would say about that is I don't think it's going to be hard at all. I mm-hmm. think if you master a major market, yeah, any other market that you step into, they're going to welcome you with open arms. Just yeah. like when I did the revolt thing with Diddy and yeah. he flew me out and I, and I covered the revolt summit out there, they treated me like a queen. Yes. Like, I didn't feel like an Atlanta princess. I felt like a queen. Like, I really felt the like a queen wide. of... Yeah, I felt like a queen of media because yeah. 
they respected my work. It was different than what it. they're used to. They're used to a certain LA is more laid back, but mm-hmm. it's still at the same time. They're the nation of hustle as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I gave them a different energy. Mm-hmm. And so they received it with open arms. And so I think that, you know, me tapping into that market for just that little short bit of time yeah. told me like, if I were to stay consistent in that market, then yeah. maybe it would go somewhere. So I'm thinking, you know, and then I don't, I don't have, I have versatility. Like mm-hmm. even though I'm from Atlanta, People don't know where I'm from because of how mm. I speak. Because you, you said you're from Atlanta. I'm a native. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't have I'm a real that. native from okay. Atlanta. Yeah, so I was born and raised, like, I'm east side. Like, mm-hmm. I'm from Stone Mountain. Yeah. But I don't, I know how to turn it on and turn it off. When yeah. I get mad, that's when you, you know, you hear the real Atlanta right. come out. But, <laughs> you know, when I'm in radio, I'm on TV, I'm doing digital mm-hmm. work, stuff like that voiceovers, I want to articulate. I don't want to have a certain ass, uh, accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know you can't get away from who you truly are, but the more universal you become, you become then yeah. that's when you can flourish. I love that. So mm-hmm. when we, so this is the Ghetto CEO podcast. Mm-hmm. We talk about, you know, being a CEO is ghetto child. Mm, it is. So when you think about that, what mm-hmm. is the most ghettoest thing that you've had to, like, figure out or overcome or be responsible for as a CEO? Mm. The most ghetto thing is planning. Mm. The reason why I say planning is because you need it. Like, if you don't do it, yeah. then everything is ghetto. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it's that's like, why it be ghetto. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like, that's why it's ghetto because yes. you have to think about, like, if we didn't plan to be here today, if yeah. you didn't plan to, if you didn't know anything about me, yes, you, you would yes. be telling me, asking, like, telling everybody, hey, tell me about yourself. Right. Or, you know, you wouldn't know nothing about you. You have to plan. Yeah. So I would say that's the most ghetto thing about being an entrepreneur, being a CEO, or trying to have mm-hmm. your own businesses, making sure you're you're calculated and you write yeah. these things down and you got your steps in order so that you can mm-hmm. succeed. Because if you don't know where you're going, it. You're almost going to fail. Yeah, you, know? you ain't going to be able to get there. Yeah. You know, you got to have a plan. And I think that that's so important because a lot of times, you know, some people, depending on your your sign or, like, your yeah. energy, you're like, I just want to float. Yeah. And I want to go. And I'm a Gemini. Life. And we, yes. we are floaters. <laughs> we are floaters, but we're hustlers. Yeah, and in order yeah. to be a hustler, you are already steps ahead of yeah. whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, like, I do believe in floating. Yeah. But carefully float like plan your floating now strategic when you outside you outside but when it comes to your business you got to buckle down and you got to write stuff down you have to like really sort it out yes and i think that has been it's so funny because we were just talking about this on the previous episode but we talked about like me, because I'm such a planner. I'm a tourist girl. So, oh, okay. girl, I pin- just had a birthday. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Look, thank mine you. Is in, mine is on the first. So. Oh, it's coming yeah, up. It's we coming outside, up. girl. <laughs> Listen, so, like, I'm such a planner. Like, I pen the paper, but I'm also very futuristic. So, mm-hmm. I have to, one of my things is, like, I gotta. I want to live in the future, but I also have to stay in the present. Yeah. Like I'm the person that I'm gonna come set this up, and then let me go think about that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me go. I'm already in my mind. I'm like, how can we have production studio after production studio and this and that? They be like, girl, you're one. Like you know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh-huh. And so I think that putting a plan on paper allows you to know where you're going and to be excited about. Yeah, where you're it's, going. it gives you something to look forward to. Yeah. And I have this big old dry erase board, and I write the stuff down. Every day I pass it and see that something is not done, it mm. gives me the fire to, like, I think about that extra nap that I want to take that day. Because yes. I, need, I need a nap. Girl. But sometimes I'll take two. Yes. And so at least if I get that 2 o'clock nap, I'm going to like, right now, I mean, you in my nap time. Yeah. But, you know, like, <laughs> I think about the things that I write down, and if they're not complete, then it kind of, it, it, it gives me, like, you can't sleep right or you can't live with yourself or something because mm-hmm. you're like, I got stuff to do. 
while I'm watching catching up on power or just chilling or, you know, just something about staying focused when yeah. you write it down on a board. Yeah. How do you find time to enjoy being a CEO? Like the fruits of your labor. Ooh. Um, this is the first time this year that I've even started to think about mm-hmm. how to enjoy it. I yeah. don't know. I don't yeah. know how, like even for my birthday, I don't have any plans mm-hmm. because I'm always in where I'll be working on my birthday weekend and mm-hmm. I'm going to work on my birthday. So it's yeah. just kind of like, I haven't figured it out, but I'm actually thinking about it. Like I, I need to start figuring out how to enjoy, you know? And I think that's the first step. Cause I remember our literally, so our business blew up through 2020, 2021. Right. Mm-hmm. And I got so busy and uh, we couldn't go anywhere, but yeah. it was like, I got so busy and I started to realize like, dang, I'm not enjoying the yeah. fruits of my labor. Like I hadn't traveled. I hadn't went anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like, so I started to like, okay, let me, put this on the calendar at the beginning yeah. of the year. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. take a vacation. I'm going to do this. Because it was hard. I was like, y'all, how y'all got time to do all of this? Y'all See, ain't working? my goal is to do, my goal is to travel quarterly. I want to mm. do once every three months. Okay. That's where I want to get to. Okay. Um, where do you want to go? Well, my top five is Dubai, Bali, okay. Maldives, uh, Costa Rica, Greece. So that's five. Yes. By the way, I got one more. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh my God, I'm missing it. It's a place I really, really want to be. Uh, Italy. Italy. I want to get Italy. Yes. But those are six places that I absolutely cannot wait to go. Yeah. You know, it's like, coming, girl. Yeah, it's coming. But that's my goal. And I just, you know, like last year I was able to travel. I went to Punta Cana and then mm-hmm. I, you know, I was able to go to Mexico. I actually did take a birthday trip last year. Okay, okay. Yeah, I took a birthday trip. Um, but. You know, that was two vacations in a year. So I felt like, okay, well, one was a work vacation. The other one was an actual vacation. But I would rather... It's, you can't stop me from bringing my laptop wherever I go. I'm no, not period. one of those. I'm work. Yeah, I'm a work. So I call it vacation, but yeah. I'm still gonna get some work done. Because I'm gonna just be somewhere else working. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't be. I mean, I definitely want to sightsee. I'll go. Yeah. You know, like go on the excursions. I'll take the time to mm-hmm. do that. I won't just literally be stuck in my hotel room. Yeah. Or, you know, I wouldn't be like that. But you know, I definitely want to travel, but it's still going to be some work involved. You know, I think that's so important. So it's one thing that we're doing in the mile. We're rolling out an Africa trip for oh. our, our clients. Okay. Because I'm like, we got to start traveling, traveling. you know. Yeah. And But we got to get content while we travel. So let's go to, like, <laughs> Egypt. So it's cute. You yes, know, we get yeah. the water. We can get the pyramid mm-hmm. at the yeah, same time. Yeah. But, like, I think it's, a, it's, it's required that we start to make this a priority mm-hmm. for us to see the rest of the world. Yeah, we have to. So I always tell everybody I have this thing. Um, one of my big goals is to have a room, mm-hmm. a big room with a world map on it. And I'm yes. going to have some darts and I throw the dart yes. wherever it lands. That's where we going. I love it. I like I that's one of my things is I, I do want to travel the world. I know mm-hmm. this. I, it's this girl on Instagram. She is so dope. I don't even know her name. I don't even know how to find her page. But I came across it one time and she has traveled to. A hundred something countries wow. already. Yeah, she's already on a go and she's traveling the world. And I think she's by herself. Wow. But I don't know who how she by herself is somebody taking her pictures. I don't know. Yeah. I ain't figured that part out yet. <laughs> but she, her story yeah. is she travels by herself. Okay. And she's almost done traveling the world. Like she's halfway through. Wow. But I've what I watched her journey and I don't know my the algorithm messed us up. So I don't yeah. even know how to find her page and I don't know her name. Yeah. But I'm gonna find it. And I think, you know, that's something that I wanna be able to do is is take 
I don't even know how long that would take. But if I got to take five to 10 years off to yeah. travel, I want to be able to put myself in a position to absolutely, do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so listen, uh, we have a segment on the show called Figure It the Fuck Out. Okay. okay? Because okay. as a CEO, you know, just call us a firefighter child. Right. We just putting out fires <laughs> yeah, all, all day long. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to choose a scenario. Okay. And you're going to tell us Ooh, if this like happened to you. Thank you. If this happened to you. How would you figure it out? Okay, you ready? <sighs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so you hired your best friend because you knew her potential and how she could help your company grow. But she's doing a terrible job and your team hates her. What's next? I mean, I think it's simple. If that's your best friend, <laughs> yeah. you're not cutting it. Yeah. Like, we can work on something together, but mm -hmm. when it comes to this and, and my people are involved, yeah. it's not working out. Yeah. And you may take it personal, but I'm still going to help you rise. If you're my best yeah. friend, whatever you got going on, I can help you. Right. You just ain't going to be able to help me. Right. <laughs> no, exactly. I love it. Now, that's how you figure it out, y'all. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm going to help you, but you can't you can help, help me. me. Yeah. So recently you posted um, about you switching management and uh, now you're like, right. so how has that been? You know, that just a journey of finding someone to help you on this journey. Well, I've always been self-sufficient mm -hmm. all the time. I, all the way down to, I styled myself. I got dressed at home. I did mm -hmm. my makeup in the car on the way to you. So cute. So thank you. <laughs> um, I mean, shout out to my girl, Kia. She did my hair. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, once the hair is done, I can pull myself together. Yes, I can do a little work. Yeah, too. I, can, I can pull myself <laughs> together. So that was me beforehand, mm -hmm. even with my planning and me reaching out. Like, I was always the one reaching out. Hey, if you need somebody here, if you need a host here, if you mm -hmm. need a yada, yada, yada here. And it got to a point where I didn't have to reach out because people started reaching out to me. Yeah. Um, so the help that I got in the last year was a one year course that mm -hmm. I had. I had a publicist. I had, you know, just a whole dynamic team that mm -hmm. was willing to come in and just pull me together without yeah. me having to think about it. Right. And all it did was help me be more create, more creative and more yeah, productive. But when you are one person and you have to do all this stuff yourself, uh -huh. then you have to focus on balance. And right now with me not having specific people, mm -hmm. you know, to help. I don't mind taking on the workload again because yeah. I was spoiled for a year anyway. Yeah. You know, I was able to, you know, think these through and I still, I still was never hands off. Yeah. I was all, I'm very involved, very yeah. like, it's not much that you can do like no companies you could pitch to or no ideas you could have or any gigs you can book without me saying, yes, I will do it. Right, you know, right, right. It, like it wasn't to the point where it's like, okay, wake up. You have, you have to host this, 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 and this, and this, and here's your outfit and here's your clothes. And you don't right. have to do it. It was never like that. Right. You know, it was, it was, I was very hands-on, but you know, me trying to find, I'm not even looking, I'm not mm -hmm. looking for management right now. Yeah. I'm not, if it comes to me and someone thinks, Hey, I can help you excel Right. Get your career to the next level. I'm open to it. Mm -hmm. But as of right now, if it wasn't the best for me, then, you know, got to part ways. You yeah. got to go part ways. It was a great journey. Right. Like, I think everybody, even if you a person that got me a, a $10,000 booking, I'm going to look at you like, you know what? I appreciate you. You helped me mm -hmm. in my career. I, you yep. you could take that credit and say yes. you helped me in my career. Yes, yes. because you got me a $10,000 bag. Right. But I'm not going to give anybody full credit for my career for yeah. what I've done. But that's like, I say that to say, you know, with them, they helped me yeah. and I'm never going to bash them or never say, Hey, regardless of what happened or what they did, they helped me, you yes. know? And, but it's just, it comes a time 
where, you know, it's time to move on. And, and you and, know, yeah. I think that people don't realize that a lot of time relationships do have expiration dates, mm-hmm. you know? I think everything has an expiration it date. It does, yeah. it does. And even, like, friendships and transition relationships, you mm-hmm. know, things transition in different ways. And I think as an entrepreneur, it's so hard. The hardest position is to find your right hand. Mm-hmm. Like, that person that you can really rock out with, your mm-hmm. soulmate in business. Mm-hmm. Like, it's already hard to find you a and, man in real life. In, in real life, yeah. <laughs> No, girl, when I tell you, it's just equally as hard to find a good man and to find a good business people that Uh you can grow with. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, there's this thing they say, you know, find you a couple of people and rock out with them to the end of time. Yeah. Like, it's hard. It's easier said than done. You, everybody wish they had a happily ever after. Everybody wish they had that forever person. But it's going to take a minute. Yeah. It's going to take a minute. I mean, I'm only, I want to say I'm I'm year nine. I mean, Mm -hmm. hopefully... Some people don't find their people till year 15, yeah, year 20. True. You know, because right now, if you got two people who are trying to grow and find yes. themselves, you're going to yes. grow apart because you haven't met each other at your prime. Mm-hmm. When you meet, when two people meet each other at their prime, no one's getting jealous of the other person. Nope. No one's trying to take from it. Nope. There, it's more like congratulations. They're supporting each other. They're just yep. helping each other grow. So, like, if you got, as you're growing and, and you got other people who are growing too, mm-hmm. it's, it might not always work out. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. we just out here looking out for our Yvette to our Beyonce, yes, okay? Exactly. Like, that, that exactly. person you can really rock out with. But I always say it's divine time. And God's going to bring mm-hmm. that person when it's time. When it's time. You know, you can't force it. And everybody's not going to go on a whole journey. They may mm-hmm. be on a piece of the journey. They may just come in for a season to yeah. tell you like okay show you this 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 and mm-hmm. then you exactly. know exactly yeah I, and, and the truth is i never really had management yeah i managed myself yeah but i did have the pr side of things mm-hmm. i did have the image consulting side of things gotcha. like and i mean i like i said i don't think i need it yeah, but yeah. it helped me to where i didn't have to think about that certain right. type of stuff right now my mom is a candidate for a manager so mama you i love you we talked about it too yeah you know like i think that she would be the perfect manager but i just don't want to put my mom in my business like i don't and it's not that i don't trust her i just don't want to give her that type of task i just want her to come and enjoy the show yeah come and enjoy the moment i don't want her to feel like she got to put out fires for me yeah and you gotta develop that's a whole nother relationship you gotta develop so i gotta figure out how to be your daughter and your client yeah like that's the thing so you know we gonna see how it work out girl well i don't no, we'll we'll see. I, yeah. I haven't, you know, like made her, you know, I haven't put her in position or anything yeah. like that. But we did kind of talk about it, like okay. it's a possibility. Like it was just kind of up in the air, but yeah. nothing is set in stone. Well, shout out to mom, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, my Asia, this was a good conversation. Did you enjoy our talk? I really enjoyed our talk, and yeah. I, I'm really sad that it's ended because I'm like, <laughs> man, she didn't ask me enough. I need. <laughs> we need we, one. We need. We're gonna have to have her back. We're gonna have to do something special <laughs> together, girl. Yes, yes. yes. Well, the y'all. Listen, thank y'all for tuning in to the Ghetto CEO Podcast because, listen, we keep it real over here because being a CEO is giving very much ghetto. But listen, Mm -hmm. make sure y'all like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review, y'all. I think I say this like 55 times. Leave a (laughs) review because this is how we know that you are enjoying the podcast. Okay, I will see y'all on the next episode. Bye, y'all.